If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in VCE Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Always at the table, my good friends, to the right, the founder and CEO of the GOAT family of brands, the GOAT Empire, the GOAT Clothing Line, the list keeps going, my good friend Tyler Burnett. Good to be. Tyler, what's next on the list? I the can't emperor. Wait to, the, the emperor, from the empire to the emperor. Yeah. And and to your left, wearing the shirt that says, don't tell your mother. Maybe some foreshadowing there. Look forward to hearing more about that. Yes. All the way from Brentwood, we call him the LinkedIn Whisperer. He is the calming force to this show by taking tensions and asking the right questions mm. to get to a place that's we'll a little bit We'll talk more about better. that today, actually. We will talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we and so much more. So we're going to we're going to talk about something called assumptions. But before we do that, let's always set the stage by number one. We serve it up in the way that you can get it. We're like Waffle House, serving up the way that you can get it. Number two, have you seen the new menu yet? You told me about it. You said it's short and abbreviated. It's, it's abbreviated. You haven't seen it yet. I mean, let's everything. Make, let's make a trip there after the next. Every, okay. Everything uh, in life gets shorter and shorter. In our 20s, they teach us to get in the game. 30s, they teach us to move up in the game. 40s, don't tell your mother, try to stay in the game. 50s, we finally ask ourselves, what is it that I really want? Y'all can't pull me off track. I am so focused on it. what I'm doing Just today. Go with it. In, in sports, a goat is easy to see. They're all right here in the, in the goat clothing line. But in sports, it's people that are recognized for their greatness. What they do elevates everyone else around them. In business, it's people that compete on unique perspective unique education and unique experience. What they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy, creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. And we didn't make assumptions when we had the world and business after business calling us to uh, want to sponsor the show. We, we didn't assume they were going to be the right partner. We wanted the right partner. Well, I want to say a little bit differently. We wanted the home team. We wanted the home team. And, and we did get the home team with Brian Huddleston and Dev Digital. They give their Such people. Good folks. They give their people, their employees, the freedom to build. And then they give the people that they work yeah. with the freedom to build. And what I think they do is just give Nashville energy. Yeah, I read this quote on their website, which I love. It says, results don't happen by luck. They happen through experience, diligence, and hard work. And we just had him on the show, so if you, that's great. And, and if, if, you, if, if that doesn't speak to who Brian Huddleston is, all the way from per year, Tennessee. Yes. Had a little stop at Charlie's Quick Mart, all the way to Murray, Kentucky, Zima. all the way to Nashville, Tennessee from per year. So if that doesn't explain who he is or the vision or what they're trying to accomplish, I don't think anything does. We're certainly appreciative of their support and uh, commitment to the GOAT Consulting Podcast and how they use it in, in a way to develop their people. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Dev. No, no assumptions there. We just appreciate the, the opportunity and relationship, right? Let's talk about assumptions. Let's do it. Let's like, do why, it. Why do, you know, what's the deal with assumptions? Like, why why are they bad? <laughs> sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. What's the deal? <laughs> what's the, what's deal? the deal with assumptions? What's the deal with assumptions? Um, I think they create, here's how, here's, when the, here's the first thing I wrote when I wrote down assumptions. They create deficits in our relationships and our business. 
yep. unknown deficit because we're assuming something that, that we have no idea. Uh, that's really good. Deficits in business and relationships. Yes, I think they lead us down a path that's negative. I think that they're based on insecurities. And one of the things that I've always said and believe is be open to the opportunity. Mm. Be open to the meeting. If you don't go take the meeting, you're never going to find out what the opportunity may present. You had that happen here recently when you asked a couple of guys that were installing turf over in Memphis to come over. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. You invested in them. It took about six months to get them to a place where they finally saw that that you could help them in ways that nobody else could. And I said, so what finally turned that opportunity, that challenge, that frustration? Because you were frustrated in the beginning because it wasn't going the way that you were going, that what you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. What turned the corner on that? And you said, I remember you said it because we were on the sprinter. It was raining. And you said every day, (laughs) every day. And you said they finally started to see that I could help them in new ways, in different ways. Yeah, it's instead of assuming when you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to go with this, but they assumed that you were just there to help yourself. They they assumed that I just wanted to sell them product. That's right. That's the way you said it. To sell and product. I do do I want to sell them product? Absolutely. Yes. I'm very vulnerable about that. Yes, that's how, that's how I'm you make, make money. money. Right. <laughs> and I'm a for profit business. Yeah. But I want you to win and I want to win too. Be a partner. Yeah. And so the biggest thing they couldn't get behind is that my materials were more expensive. Yeah. And so you know, it's hard to quantify the value until you see it and you install it and you put your hands on it and you do yeah. business with them. And then the customer tells you how much they love it. Well, the biggest thing that, that there's a bigger guy in town, there's a bigger fish in town. And he went to a job and quoted the job. And then they went there and quoted. And the guy was like, yeah, you're about 7% higher. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, I got, I got a, I got a piece of their turf. I got a, you know, a sample of their turf. They said, great, we got one too. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that I had a sample of their turf. And they said, no, 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 it's good. Why don't you compare them side by side? Yeah, there goes. And the- when they did that, the guy goes, oh, my God, I, I can't imagine if I spent this much money and saved 7%. Mm. To your point on assumptions. Yeah. So right there. they assumed that people wanted to spend less money, but it's not necessarily that people want to spend less money. Yeah. A lot of people just True. want what they want. And that's why they drive BMWs. Well, or when, Cadillacs what, what or, I believe is people, when they buy stuff, they want to feel good about it. Sure. You don't want to buy something and not feel good about it. For sure. Especially when it's 7% more or whatever that cost is, yeah. right? I mean, obviously there's a point, there's a diminishing return, but to that, to that point, here's, here's one of the ways I connect with assumptions. I have always prided myself, I don't like saying it that way, but I've always been a good in my in my own opinion, Thank a you. very good gift giver, hmm. and I love to give. <laughs> is, that, yes. oh, is that a? Oh, is that the peanuts <laughs> that they gave us on the table? Is that yes, a home you're welcome. like uh, like maybe you haven't got the gift that you All wanted? Right. Or? Don't miss the point. Here. <laughs> okay. Don't miss the okay. point. Okay. okay. So I will I will give uh, in my own view Vanessa really fantastic gifts during Christmas or birthdays or anniversaries or whatever. And uh, she doesn't listen to this, our podcast, so she's not going <laughs> to contest this. So I will say that I was very excited about one of the Christmas gifts from last year. And 2020, we've talked about this actually on the podcast before. There was a Netflix show called The Queen's Gambit, and it was a chess show. And it's one of the greatest 
Netflix show. The, the, in fact, I think it was the most popular Netflix created show of all time, at least at the time. Yeah. And great show, and we loved it. One of our favorite things of 2020. And uh, at the for Christmas, I thought, ooh, I'm gonna get Vanessa a chess board, and then we will so sweetly learn how to play chess together. Yeah. And it's a great assumption. It'll be such a, she will love this because it's thoughtful and it's kind and it will promote, you know, us learning something new together. And it'll be, you know, she will, she will just cheer me on for this great gift. Well, my goat for this episode is the, the worst Christmas gift response that I have ever received from Vanessa. And it was when I, Gifted her with that chest set. I believe that. She, what was her response? She almost left me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But it was it was one of the worst, maybe the worst gift she, according to her, that I have ever given her because she said you assumed that I was going to want to learn how to play chess. And at the end of the day, I'm like, just want to talk and hang out and, and I don't want to play chess. So, well, then we could play while we're having coffee in the morning. Uh, so you saw the no. chess board as a way to hang out in a different way. And she saw it as a way to learn how to play chess that she did not want to learn how to play. Yeah. I mean, I think there's more to this conversation, but I think that I assumed it was going to be something that it was not. I assumed she was going to like it in a way that she, she, clearly didn't. So when you write in here in the show notes, how have I derailed our relationship and what do I need to do to fix it? Number one is do not give people chess boards. That, that, is, relationship that is number one and number two on the list. Number, one, <laughs> see, no, number two is no, C number one. No, no, <laughs> no chess boards. Yes. Okay, I can learn from that. What about I can, light I can, up pens? I can, they on the list? That. I'm very intrigued. Every time Colby writes, the pen lights well, up. Well, VCE. I mean, y'all, y'all may know about them. VCE Investigative. This is different than VCE Productions. They're, they're a global brand. They are. So that actually came from a client that I'm doing some consulting with, and I saw that, and I was so intrigued by the light. He said, you can have that. So hmm. I so take it. But, you know, there, there's some really easy practicals that help us to keep us from assuming. Tyler, you talked about it when the guy just physically looked at, okay, how can I, how can I tell the difference between these two products? You can't – sometimes you can't do it by just telling a story, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes – you, you have, have to, to see, it. you have to feel it. But one of the ways that I feel like I could have prevented that whole disaster that almost derailed my the rest of my life and my marriage, just asking the question. Do you <laughs> would you ever like to play chess together? Well <laughs> and learn this game? She probably would have said, Hell no. I just think even whoever, asking that in my mind. Says that, if unless you're you... from Russia. Unless you're from Russia. <laughs> or another Eastern Bloc country. Yeah. I mean so learn from learn from my mistakes. And by the way, this um, is not saying that we're beating up on chess because it, there's such a rich I, history. I I don't know how to play, and I want to learn how to play just to challenge myself with something new. I don't. But not everybody is in that boat. <laughs> yeah, clearly, well, apparently, yeah. Vanessa. But here's here's <laughs> here's the takeaway from that for me: yep. goats be- are striving to become masterful question askers. And you this are is very. Very practical. One takeaway for me from this episode, as we combat assumptions, it's become masterful at asking questions, even the questions that are scary that may take us out of what's comfortable for us or what we may want or desire if we're trying to do something for somebody else. 
we got to ask really good questions. And that's been a constant theme seen throughout throughout the shows and how you build business relationships is that you do ask questions. And sometimes those questions can lead to answers that are painful to hear, but it gets to a place of better opportunity. Yeah. Is that I, right? Yes. In fact, I, I will share um, one of the questions that I have really enjoyed, and it's scary, but I've really enjoyed asking um, potential clients when we get to the one yard line, I might say, on doing some work together, is I like to ask them, let's just say Ben is who I'm talking to, to protect the innocent. Ben, let's assume that two weeks down the road, you call me and you say, John, you're the greatest guy I've ever met, and we are going to hire a different firm. Yes. And not that you would owe me anything, Ben, but what might be the reasons that you would share with me that that would be the case. All right, put a pause right there. Has that happened? I Absolutely. Okay. I, I ask it every time. And so tell me what happens. So first of all, this is there's a couple consistencies. Okay. Um, one of them is they every time I've asked it, they say, wow, what a great question. That's the first response. Okay. Every hmm. every time, 100% of the time, that's, that's the response. Then they go on to tell me all the things in their own head that might keep the relationship from occurring, a working relationship from occurring. They will actually tell me whatever objectives that they're, objections that they're thinking of. Then it allows us to actually figure out if they're real objections or not. But we have to have a conversation about it. So, for example, two weeks ago I asked the question. And the guy – Walk me through what, what you said to him. So I said, Ben, let's assume two weeks from now – that you call me, you're the greatest guy in the world, but we're going to hire a different firm. Tell me the reasons why. The first thing he said, he said, now keep in mind, they are a $12 billion company with roughly 1,500 employees. And he said, and, and publicly traded. Oh, wow. And he said, I think that Lockton might be too big for us. Bizarre. And I said, I said, Ben... That would have, if you had, if you'd asked me to put a top ten list, it, it wouldn't have been it, anywhere near no. there. But it, it was what was in his head, yeah. and it allowed us to say. And you know what I said? Okay, I, is that a true objection? Because let's really let's talk about it. If it is, and let's validate it. And if not, let's let's unpack that too. Yeah. Right. But it it allowed us to have a meaningful conversation where I wasn't assuming, and I wasn't assuming the win. Right? I mean, people say, assume the close, assume the. No way. Yeah. I assume we're not going to win. Let's talk about those things. And maybe it makes sense. Maybe, again, they're true objections that we need to validate. And then we both decide that, that you know, another question I like to ask. Well, well, hold on. Let's, let's do no, that. No, whoa, don't go. I like it. I this mean, is, I like yeah, where you're going. Don't, 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 don't shut it down. Do, do they find themselves on. Tell us the second question once we get this answer. Yeah. Do, do they. Find them, do you find them, when you ask that question, do you find them to be uncomfortable? Do you find them to turn their head and look at you like, why would you ask me that question? Absolutely. Or do you, you, I would think so. Yeah, I, do, I would too. I haven't sensed that response yet. Okay. I, I, think what, I think what all your competition is doing is saying why they're the best. 100%. Because I've the been time. there. And, and the response is, here's who we are. 
as the potential company that you could hire. Here's why we're the best, and here's why you need to hire us. And so my response is very different to that. In fact, one of the questions that also that tends to get a good head tilt from these kinds of conversations is I say, do you really need to make a change from your current from your current partner? And they say, Star what do you Wars. mean? What do you mean do I need a ma- That's why you're here. <laughs> these are not well, the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, do you really? I mean, that's a painful task. Yeah. Like, have you thought about what it, what's it going to look like when you call them to fire them? Have you thought about that? Because maybe that's that could be painful. How long's the relationship been? I got a client we started working with last year who had an eighty-four year relationship with their with their firm. So I said, let's talk about what it's going to look like when you call them. I'm just curious what their response was to the question around: Do you really need to make a change? No. What's it going to be like when you call them? In well, general terms, I mean. The interesting thing is there's, there tends to be a long pause because they're not thinking about it. Right. But I've been on the side where oh, I. You've been on both sides. I've been on the side where I'm going to assume you're going to hire me that so that everything's just easy. And it's not easy. And you've been on the side where you assume they're just going to stay with yeah. who they're going to stay with. So you ask them that question. What's that phone call going to be like? I mean, yeah. I think this is a great teaching tool for for people to think about sales in a different way. I love the question. Let's assume that we, you don't choose us. Why? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. They're going to tell you if it's price. They're going to tell you if it's trust. They're going to tell you if it's probably whatever. But I do the same kind of thing in a different way. But I think every sure other every other competitor probably says, we got the best product, and their product is like this, and this is why it's like that. I simply say, what are you trying to accomplish? And then when they tell me, I'll say, well, this is what I heard you say. What matters most to you? Yeah. Is this what matters most? So it's the same thing in a probably earlier in the process, right? And then and then maybe we could go into that. Well, and yours is a yours is a, a longer process. Yeah. Than it's mine. still asking so, questions, but it's still yeah. It's I, and removing and assumptions. To, but I used to do the same thing, like you said. I used to say, "Oh, you should it's choose us. Price. We got the best team. We got this, yeah. and we're going to be the cheapest." And yeah. And I might, I might encourage you because I just recently did this. I challenged myself on this. So I might encourage you to think about this because one of the things I would always do after a meeting is I would say, here's what I heard you say. Is that right? Here's what I, here's what I changed about that is okay. I said, what did you hear or, or, that you, today that you found value in? Oh, yeah. Then I let yeah. them tell me, did we miss anything here? Because I found like as, a, as opposed to assuming I heard you say this, right? I ask them to just go ahead and share it. And I have found that that creates a much 50% of the time. I'll put it this way. They tell me something that I had not had in my notes that I had not heard them say. So what 50% did, of the time. What hmm. did you hear me say and what did you find value in? Not necessarily what did you hear me say, but what did you find value in our conversation today? Okay. And then I just let them tell me. And, and then they're telling you how they want to be sold to. Well, they're telling me what was valuable, right? What was important and what, you what know, matters most. What we might need to have more conversation about, right? Yeah. Rather than assume I heard what they said, because I've challenged myself on this very thing, like you mm-hmm. said, right? Rather than assume I heard what they say and that's what they were value, I just ask them to tell me. Well, so, and I think you open up a whole other line of communication too. When you just constantly sit there and tell them why you're the best why you're the best, you never give them a chance to open up. And then so then... Because maybe weeks, I'm not the best for them. And then two weeks later, 
you get to con- you get the phone call. Hey, we're not going with you, or or you don't even get a call. It just goes somewhere else, right? Yeah. And it's probably because of the line of communication maybe wasn't open enough. So let's role play this. So John, I'm I'm let's just pretend I listen to the podcast and we have somebody that calls into the show. Hey John, I've I've heard what you said about assumptions and how, and that that part and how we build relationships and sales. And I want to try this, but I'm I'm nervous about it. So I'm thinking about doing this in my first my first call, my first uh, meeting with uh, my client, potential client. Where's the best place to start? What what are the three questions that I need to be able to unpack? during this time together or is it just one question How, is it is it the first meeting is it the second meeting is it the I believe you I think what you're saying is right it's just so scary to me that I don't think I can do it well first of all I would say if you're not scared then you're not doing it right there you go because it's scary it's scary asking the question because you might get an answer that you may not necessarily want to hear mm-hmm. but Yes, you do want to hear it because you'd much rather hear it now than after time, effort, and, and all this work might have been gone into a potential relationship that you just that was never really going to happen anyways. Yeah. Ask the hard questions right up front. Questions like, do you really need to make a change? Let's talk about that. When every other person tries to make a change. I mean, I've got yeah. an insurance You're guy. You're going in there trying to I make got, a change. i got an insurance guy calling me right now once a week, and I'm like, dude. like, I'm not changing. You have I, not you have not intrigued me whatsoever. All you keep saying is, can I take you to lunch? Dude, everybody says, can I take you to lunch? No, my time is valuable. I was in a meeting yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and this person said, can you just share your elevator pitch? I said, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Do you really need to be making a change right now? Like, why'd you have me all the way out here? Number one, I'm, I'm, we're not an elevator. And, and then number two, <laughs> I, I'm not here to, to pitch anything to you. I'm here yeah. to learn, right? Yeah. Well, it goes back to, I know we've talked about this, right? Like, I'm not here to convince you why you need, you know, to make a change. I'm here to talk about, one, is that even necessary? And who the right partner might be, even if it's not me. Partly because you've probably asked yourself over time, what business am I in? And what business should I be in, and who who is the right customer for me? And because that's what's happening. You can't run a successful company with the wrong customers. Yeah, you have to understand your unique proposition, your value, and then you have to understand that money changes hands when problems are solved. And then you have to solve the right true. right problem for the right customer. And that's the thing that I I chased the whole time. I mean, I chased homeowner after homeowner after homeowner. And when you really look back and you think about the scalability and the longevity of the company, you look and you're like going, well, Sue was an awesome customer and she might give me a referral or two or three maybe. Yeah. That's it. And not that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. You got to have those kind of customers. But the best customers for me that I've realized over time are the landscape architects and the custom pool builders and the designers and Built custom home builders, et cetera. And those people send me one job a month for the next 10 years, yeah. next 20 years. Because most of the and, assumptions are removed, yeah, if well, not all, because they have to be. It's part of the mm-hmm. process. Well, yeah. and, and they're the best They're the best at what they do for a reason is because they're not scared to, to hear new products and new new opportunities and yeah. and whatever the case may be. So that's, that's one way we've shifted a lot, I know, is that I assumed when I first got into this business – that I was going to do a putting putting greens for homeowners. That's all I was. And then I assumed after that that I was going to do pet backyards and landscaping turf 
and, and that. And then I assumed that I was going to do some commercial projects with it, right? And then I assumed, well, I could just, I can do rooftops and stuff too. But then when I realize now even more than that is that that's not just what I want to do. I want to do it in Memphis. I want to do it in Jackson. I want to do it in Nashville. Yeah. I want to do it in Murfreesboro. I want to do it in Lebanon. I want to do it in Knoxville. I want to do it in Hattiesburg. I want to do it in, in Pensacola language. and Orange Beach and Destin and Tallahassee and all those areas that I have. Don't forget Mobile. And oh, Mobile. Thank you. So when and, and again, just a final thought for me on this is, and again, reiterating the takeaway when I start to feel in myself, when I am thinking about a relationship, a business, fill in the blank, and I start to think, say things like, I think this person, yeah. or I think they feel, or I think they might want, that's a pause for me, and I need to ask a question. There's an assumption there that I'm leaning into, that I got to pump the brakes, and I got to ask a hard question, regardless of my fear around what the answer might be. Love that. Love it. I'm assuming that you have a goat for today. But the but the goat was my god awful Christmas chess. chess gift. Okay. Yeah, the, the worst of all time. I'm gonna just go ahead and put this out for the audience. I tried and tried to think of a goat for today. I don't and, know. And I, assumed... I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I was wrong. And, and John, need I need help. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can you help me with... I had three goats, but I'm not going to tell the others because they're going to go to a future episode. Oh, wow. This is... This is... Okay, that's... Well, I just want to go ahead and apologize to the international audience today to say that I came in assuming that I was going to have a goat. I I was really struggling with this topic, and to be honest... Uh, I can't stand when people say that. I don't want to say that. Um, this was one of the best episodes that, uh, that we've done. I think there are practical takeaways. So is there... Is there a... A better question to ask when you're new to this, when you're just trying to shift your sales approach from saying, we're the best, here's my elevator pitch, to I'm going to ask questions and assume nothing. Should you ever assume anything? I would just, here's, here is the compass. Ask the questions you're afraid to ask. Ask Yes, and it, it, it changes from being a salesperson to being a partner. Because both parties win. You move from being tactical, tactical to strategic. Yes. Uh, and, and my goat's going to be dimming for this episode. God, you're so coachable. Golly, that's and and and, 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 and for so many reasons. You know, one thing I thought about. That's awesome. And one thing I thought about just just today. That is that's so something good. for from dimming. Yeah, say it. Is build it into the process to where it's hard to fail, right? Yes. Don't put in countermeasures that are outside of the process. Well, you know, one you know, thing one thing we need to do is not have your phone keeps going black, right? Because yeah. our timer. We just need a timer. We do. Just build it in the process and do <laughs> it do. right. Instead of keep hitting your phone, quick, quit hitting your phone. Building a better experience. Building a better. Know. You know what? You know what, Deming? He is absolutely right. We watched the Deming film together. The Deming film, I, I watched it as um, as a student in the 1990s. God, I feel old, old as a in a course called Systems Thinking and Learning. Hmm. And at the front of that movie, the very first thing that punched me in the mouth, he said this, without theories, there are no questions. And without questions, there is no learning. And without that, you make assumptions. Amen. And I think this has been one of the best episodes, too, because I think we – I'm going to say my another go. – I'm going to go a goat for you today yeah. is the podcast. Yes. Oh. And for me, it's because I get to – I get to see it in different lights, right? I get to hear it from, from my perspective and 40s and 50s and then the guests and all the different roles and what they do. 
and this really helps me learn and take this back to my company. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thank you guys for that. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a new level of mastery. We hope that you'll, we'll hope that you'll step in and when it's time to sell, instead of telling people why you're the best, we hope that you'll ask questions and make no assumptions. And when you do and you feel scary, then you know that's where, right where you are for Tyler and for the GOAT Consulting Podcast. And for my friend John, I'm Colby Jubinville. Thank you for joining us. GOAT Consulting Podcast. Oh.